I'm visiting all 30 stadiums in one season to uncover the hidden stories that make baseball America's pastime. Rounding third with Manish Jane. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Rounding Third with Manish Jane. Today's episode, the Milwaukee Brewers and Miller Park. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> this this was absolutely surreal. My experience at Miller Park, <laughs> it, it, it's amazing. You know, I, I, I can't even put it into words how excited I am to talk to you about my, my experience at Miller Park. All right, here we go. Here's where we're going to start. The first thing I'm going to say is thank you to the Milwaukee Brewers organization. They have done, and, and look, I know it's a great PR move. We all know it's a PR move, but you know what? It's a PR move that a lot of other teams have never done before and most likely will probably not do in the future. But thanks to Ryan Braun's 65-game suspension, thanks to the Milwaukee Brewers' just woeful play on the field, the Brewers organization gave every single person who bought a ticket to a home game in August a $10 voucher that would work on anything from future ticket sales to food to merchandise, anything in the ballpark, you got $10 off. It was incredible. Now, luckily, I had bought my ticket for August 2nd way, 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 way back in January. So this was just a little coincidence for me that I was going to be able to take part in this $10 voucher program. But that's not all. That's not exactly why I'm this giddy with excitement. I did purchase my tickets for uh, games at all 30 of the stadiums way back uh, at the beginning of this year in January and February. As soon as the tickets went on sale, I went ahead and bought them for all 30 stadiums because, you know, I had a schedule that I had to keep. My original plan was to buy the best seat in the house for all 30 stadiums. It had been a couple of years since I actually bought a ticket to go to a baseball game. I spent years going uh, and sitting in the press box or getting free tickets. And as some of you uh, may know, uh, based on stories that I've told in my previous episodes, there was a couple of years where I actually stopped watching baseball altogether. So much to my surprise, the quote unquote best seat in the house at many of these stadiums is now several hundred dollars. So I had to quickly scale back on on what it, where exactly I wanted to sit in all the stadiums. So I tried to sit, you know, between first and third base, you know, behind the dugouts, behind home plates, wherever I could get as close to the action as possible. Now, in most of the stadiums, this is pretty much impossible unless you want to spend two, three, four, five hundred dollars on one ticket. And that's because in most of the modern stadiums, they've got these new quote-unquote diamond club seats or whatever your stadium calls that, a section behind home plate that is exclusively for season ticket holders that are willing to spend literally tens of thousands of dollars per season, mind you, to sit in these highly coveted seats. Now, thank God that Milwaukee has not jumped on this bandwagon quite yet because here at Miller Park, if you're quick enough and you can go ahead and buy that ticket as soon as they go on sale, as I did, you are able to purchase seats directly behind home plate for about $90 to $100. And that's exactly what I paid to sit front row directly behind home plate where I was able to get the exact view that the umpire had for the entire game. 
this was such a unique, awesome, cool experience. You got to check out the photo at roundingthird.net so you can see the view of the field that I had. So just go roundingthird.net, go to my Milwaukee Brewers post, and you'll be able to see the exact view that I had for this game. Uh, I'm telling you, it was exhilarating. And just thinking back to it now, I'm, I, I want to sit in those seats every day for the rest of my life. But guess what? That's not why I'm this giddy to talk to you about the Milwaukee Brewers in Miller Park. So before the game, I was walking around and really enjoying the surroundings. We'll get to the dome in a bit. Milwaukee, you did a good job. Thank you very much for doing a retractor or roof the right way. But as I was walking, I stopped inside of TGI Fridays, which is the restaurant that they have in left field, which is open year-round, but during games, they've got seating areas uh, right behind the left field walls. And I was snapping a couple of pictures, and I was kind of taken in the sights, and all of a sudden, I hear, Manish, Manish. I kind of looked around, and as you can imagine, I... Manish is not really the most common name, especially in, in this lovely country of ours. I, I don't really get to hear or see very many other Manishes in my life. So to hear someone screaming that, I felt fairly confident that they were looking for me, but I don't know anybody in Milwaukee, and I was not expecting to meet anybody, so I kind of cautiously looked around, wasn't quite sure what to expect, and there I see it. Two awesome people who, for those of you, and this is where I'll really find out if you're loyal listeners or loyal readers of, of the website, way, 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 way back at the beginning of my tour in Miami, I sat next to these two awesome people who were doing a little stadium tour of their own, albeit over several years, and they were at Marlins Park with me, and we sat next to each other and, and had a great conversation watching the Marlins play. And now, all these months later, halfway across the country, I turn around and I see the same couple, big smiles on their faces. Apparently, we're now sitting a couple rows away from each other here at Miller Park. They were sitting with uh, another couple that they had met here in Milwaukee, which I actually ended up interviewing for the podcast, which you'll be able to hear a little bit later on. But that's not why I was so giddy to talk about Miller Park and the Milwaukee Brewers. That's not why I'm so excited to share with you about my experiences here at the stadium. So I'm sitting in my seat during the pregame ceremonies, which hopefully by now you've jumped over to roundandthird.net and been able to see the awesome view that I had of this game. And I knew that going into this that there was this Robin Yount appreciation night. So I knew that Robin Yount and Raleigh Fingers were going to be in attendance. They were honoring Yount for uh, his the 20th anniversary of his retirement. It's actually, it, was, it made me feel incredibly old because I can't believe Robin Yount's been retired for 20 years. But then when you look at his face, I mean, he still looks like he's, he's 35 years old. Like it's, it's yeah, he, he has aged very, very well. Um, yeah, I know, you know, he started when he was pretty young, but uh, regardless, he, Robin Yount, whatever you're doing, keep at it because you look fantastic. But so Robin Yount and Raleigh Fingers are there, which is, that's always exciting to see some Hall of Famers. That's, that's pretty cool. But I'm sitting there, and, you know, you hear Bob Euchre over the loudspeaker, which that is enough to get me excited as well. You know, that is, I, I'm such a big fan of Bob Euchre. For those of you out there who are into baseball books, I cannot, cannot, cannot recommend Catcher in the Rye more. That's Catcher in the Rye, W-R-Y. It's Bob Euchre's book. It's hysterical. It's 
it's informational. It's 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 Bob Euchre. I don't need to sell you on it. Go buy the book. Enjoy it. You can read it in a day. But so Euchre is up there and he's on the uh, the scoreboard and he's announcing things. But all of a sudden, I hear an announcement. Ladies and gentlemen, we have one more surprise for you. You know, Yount was there. Fingers were there. I figure that's that's good enough for me. We would like to introduce to you the true, my words, not theirs, true home run king. And that is right. Henry Aaron, hammering Hank, the man himself comes walking out of the dugout, maybe 15 feet in front of my face. I, I just got chills thinking about it again. I was 15 feet away from greatness. It was, oh my goodness, I can't even get the words out of my head. How excited, how just, I, my heart was jumping out of my chest. It was the most thrilling thing to be that close to Hank Aaron. I'm sorry, it was just, it was unbelievable. The fact that for this game, the game that I had these amazing seats at where I was sitting so close to the field and that's the game that Hammer and Hank walks right in front of me I couldn't have asked for anything better. This was, by a wide margin, the the best moment of this tour. And to be completely honest with you, I'm 99% sure it's not going to be topped. Um, I'm trying to think who else could could walk in. I know there's no one. I can't even, there's no one I can compare it to. I was going to say maybe Babe Ruth, but he's dead. And also, I'm more impressed by Hank Aaron than I am Babe Ruth. So I think that's it. I think Hank Aaron is, that's it. I may just wrap it all up and say it's over. You're not going to top this moment. I have peaked here in Milwaukee. It was it was such a a surreal moment that made it all the more better that the people that I was sitting next to, it was a, a husband and a wife who had brought their their both their fathers to the game. Their fathers were in their 80s, and I then got to spend the next nine innings hearing just the most engaging, enthralling, fascinating stories about these guys watching Hank actually play. You know, here I am getting excited about seeing Hank, you know, very gingerly walk in front of me. He is getting a little bit older and, you know, he is not moving as well as he as he used to. And these guys sitting next to me got to actually watch him play. They got to watch him hit 714, 715, 755. They got to watch him actually be the hammer and Hank that I can only watch on video. Now, unfortunately, I wasn't able to capture any of these conversations for the podcast because honestly, I didn't even want to bring my recorder out. I was having such a fun time talking to these guys that I didn't want to ruin it by sticking a, you know, a recorder in their face. Plus, they were a little bit older and I'm not quite sure if they would have understood what a podcast is and I didn't want to ruin the moment. You know, so I apologize to you, the listener, but I was selfish in this moment and I, I couldn't I, I couldn't stop myself from just chatting with them. I did get a couple of the great interviews that I will share with you a little bit later on, but I'm gonna stop stop um, uh, see, look at this. I'm getting so excited, I'm getting tongue tied. I'm gonna stop talking for a couple of seconds. I just I need to stop myself and I want you to just let it sink in that I was able to completely serendipitously, completely by chance. This was a a I was in Milwaukee for literally twenty four hours. I I drove in the night before, watched the game, and I drove out the morning after. This is the only game that I was gonna be able to see in Milwaukee and this was the game I got to see Hammer and Hank Heron. 
you know, one out of 81. That Those are my chances. And one out of 81 chances of this happening because he didn't show up to any of the other 80 home games. So, all right, I just need to calm down for, <laughs> for a moment and let that sink in. Hank Aaron. Huh, all right, sorry. <laughs> so that is why. I, I might sound a little bit different. I, I might be a little bit more um, energetic <laughs> and a little bit more just, I felt like I was five. I can't stop myself. I just, it was, it was incredible. It was so amazing. But now it's time for me to just uh, awkwardly segue into talk, talking about the park itself, talking about Miller Park. There is a lot to love about Miller Park. So much so that I'm actually struggling trying to figure out where to begin. So why don't we just begin with what pretty much everybody knows about Wisconsin sports, and that is the tailgating. Now, this is something that's normally associated with the Green Bay Packers, but the folks outside of Miller Park sure know how to throw a great party. And it starts well before first pitch. Now, there have been several stadiums that I've been to that have you know, tailgating and have several people that will show up an hour, two hours before first pitch. And it's your standard tailgating experience with the grills, with the games, with all that. It is much more organized uh, in in, uh, Miller Park. Around 4, 4.30, you start seeing the rows and rows of cars come filtering in. And they park perfectly in a row leaving just enough space for everybody, I mean everybody, to open up their trunks and roll out their grills or their tailgating games or their TVs or whatever it is that they brought with them. Everybody's got something. And shortly within 45 minutes to an hour later, that place is packed. And everybody is throwing baseballs around, throwing footballs around. There's different TVs going. There's people drinking. There's people eating. There's... It's, it's just a constant party. I jumped around from car to car for about a solid hour and a half and just talked to dozens and dozens and dozens of Brewers fans. And every single car that I stopped at, I was offered a beer. I was offered a brat. I was offered anything that I wanted. All I wanted was some good conversation, and I got it. The conversation that I'm about to play for you actually happened a little bit before the official tailgating started at Hellfair Park, which for those of you who don't know, Hellfair Park is this little league park that they have constructed outside of Miller Park that sits in the exact same location as the old Milwaukee County Stadium. I cannot tell you how jealous I am of all these little leaguers and beer leagues, softball leagues, and whoever else gets to rent out this this, uh, nice, beautiful park for being able to play on the same footprint as as Robin Yount, as Don Sutton, as Paul Molitor, as just Hall of Famers, as 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 big leaguers, you know, I, they get to sit there and and shag fly balls and take grounders and dig in at the plate, exactly what these guys did decades ago. So there was a little league game that was being played earlier in the afternoon that I kind of caught an inning or two of as I'd gotten to the stadium quite early. But when it was done, I went and I, and I chatted with some of the parents, some of the kids there, and I met this awesome family who actually uh, did, has done a bit of a stadium tour themselves with their five, that's right, five young boys. It's 
these amazing parents who are taking their five young sons to ballparks across the country. And I had a great little conversation with them. So I hope you enjoy my brief interview with the Steinhardt family. And uh, we'll see you on the other side because there's a lot more to talk about when it comes to Miller Park. Enjoy. So I'm standing out here uh, in the Miller Park parking lot and there is a Little League field. There was a Little League game playing earlier and so there's a, a group of families here that are tailgating before the game. And I'm here with Steve Steinhardt. Heather Steinhardt. So Steve and Heather. So I was told that you guys are the ones that I need to talk to because you, much like me, have done a bit of the tour uh, around the ballpark. So can you tell me just a real quick, how many parks have you been to thus far? You rattle them off. I don't remember how many. Cleveland, Cleveland, Detroit, Detroit Pittsburgh, Colorado, Cincinnati. Yeah, Cincinnati, Colorado. You know what? How about this? How many? Which ones have you not been to? That might be easier. San Francisco, Oakland, Seattle, Florida teams, Texas teams. Okay, so pretty much the West Coast and the South is yeah. something that you haven't been able to do yet. Those are the uh, most spread apart ones, obviously, so those are the hardest ones to get to. Now, you got five boys. How many of these do you get to go to with your boys? We went to all of them. We took them all to all the games. Except, that is awesome. For St. Louis, because our youngest was a little too young to make that drive, but we're making it up to him for his birthday. We're flying. Me and him are going to fly out to St. Louis and catch a game there. That is that warms my heart. You know, I'm doing this one on my own, but if I had a wife and a kid, this is absolutely the way to do it. And the way that I recommend everybody else do it is, you know, building those memories. Well, if you can maybe even rattle off the ages of your sons uh, so that we can know. Uh, 14, 12, 10, 8, and 6. That is, that is absolutely adorable. So, but you guys are obviously, are you from Milwaukee originally? Oregon County. Yes, we are from Wisconsin. Okay. About, about an hour north. An hour north of here. So you're, you're Brewers fans then, I, I, I assume. So can you tell me a little bit of uh, history about this park and just kind of uh, um, your experiences of coming out to this park, both with your boys and also uh, individually your first times here at the park? Um, actually, when I was young, it was County Stadium, so the old-fashioned one with Paul Molitor and Robin Yant. So those are my memories, listening to Euchre, because we didn't get TV at home in the country for the ball games. <laughs> Not that I'm that old, <laughs> but Euchre was on all summer. Euchre is my player listening to the games. Catcher in the Rye is one of my favorite books of all times, W-R-Y. For anybody who hasn't read that yet, it's Bob Euchre's book. It is one of the funniest and most insightful reads I've ever heard. There's so many stories from that that I retell over and over again. I love me some Bob Euchre. How about yourself, sir? Uh, Bob Euchre, just listening to him growing up, uh, again, living out in the country. We didn't have Gable out in the country, so you just listen to Euchre, sitting in a boat, hanging out on the porch, and listen to Euchre. It was always a good time. So how about your first memory coming actually to Miller Park and, and seeing a game here? My first memory coming to Miller Park was actually before the start of the official season. They had a, a preseason game up here, and I think it was against the White Sox. Um, and a, me and a couple of buddies came up, caught the game. Wonderful time, enjoyed the park, couldn't believe what a gem we had here. And now the fact that we have a roof on our stadium, we can always count on coming to a game. You never have to guess on is it going to rain, is it not going to rain, what's the weather going to be like you always know you're going to be able to catch a ball game. So how often, I mean, I mean, you may not know the exact numbers, but how often do you think they actually do close the roof here? Because that's one of the things I've noticed in places like Miami and in uh, uh, Houston is that they, they close the roof a little bit too much for my liking. So here I can see the roof is open today and we're going to have a nice, beautiful day with the uh, sun over us. But how many games have you caught here with the roof actually over your head? 
probably only one or two. It really, you really need either a, a real threat of rain before they're going to close the roof, or early, early in the season, if it gets pretty darn cold, they'll shut it as well. But other than that, the roof is usually open. That is absolutely great to hear. So how about you? What was your uh, first memory here at Miller Park? Um, actually, I like it when I f we took each boy first time to a game. So I think I don't remember the first time I was here. It's more the first time each of those boys got to come to a game. And actually, his first game wasn't even at Miller Park to see the Brewers because when we go to the other stadiums, it's against the Brewers. So uh, what's your name, buddy? John. John? All right, John. Do you remember your first time ever going to a baseball game? Not really. <laughs> All right, that's fine then. Do you remember just anything special about when you came to a baseball game and kind of what you like to do here? Um, number nine from the Nationals catcher. Um, what year was it? Two years ago. Manny Rodriguez. No, Ivan. Ivan Rodriguez. Ivan Rodriguez gave it to me. Oh, very, very. Off his head. That is a very cool moment right there. So, are you a Brewers fan then? Uh, yes. Who's your favorite player? Carlos Gomez. Cargo, good choice. I like watching him play quite a bit. All right, so I'm gonna to talk to your mom here for a couple minutes. So, uh, okay, so you said, you know, bringing your boys to the ballpark is something that you like to do. How often do you get a chance to bring all five of them? I'd say we bring them every time we come. There's rarely a game that they don't all come with us. That's gotta be just chaos to have five boys sitting in the seats. You guys have a good time when you come to a ball game? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> When they were two and three, it was a little more of a handful, but they'd sit the whole games. We had a doubleheader Pittsburgh. They sat through both games, watched the whole thing. That is incredible. So do you think that uh, your boys are going to grow up and play a little ball themselves? They all play now. Yeah? Do you want to be in the big leagues one day, buddy? Yes. Yeah? What position do you want to play? Shortstop, pitcher, and catcher. Oh, my. But of a utility man. I kind of like that. You always have a job. That's, that's, a, that's a very open-minded way to look at playing in the big leagues. So, right, I just want to wrap it up now real quick by just asking two more quick questions. One, I want your, just your favorite moment here at Miller Park. It doesn't have to be your earliest, just your favorite moment at Miller Park. And then also just what do you think is your favorite park, dis, you know, discounting Miller Park, your favorite uh, park that you've been to? Um, favorite moment here is when my boys snagged home runs in batting practice the first year. That was their best time. Whenever they're happy is good for me. You're just too good of a mom. That's, that's too good of a mom answer. And I guess my favorite park, only because it was the first one we visited, was St. Louis. And that was our first experience somewhere else. And uh, we walked in for home run derby. My son went down the steps and the first ball hit was from Albert Pujols and he caught it. And that was all we needed. That is, that is just so poetic. And now, was this the old Bush Stadium, I'm assuming? No, the new one. The new one? Okay, so this was, okay, yeah, because the new one is what, 2000? Actually, it is a lot, uh, wow, older than I, than I uh, remembered. <laughs> These new stadiums just keep getting built. All right, and uh, how about you, sir? Uh, the favorite moment would have to be the, uh, the bowling pin uh, home run. <laughs> uh, that was probably the, the funniest. Uh, the second funniest was, uh, I, I don't remember what game it was exactly, but Ryan Braun came running around third base and was heading home, and he fell. And the next day at the park, they had chalk body, chalked outlines of a person laying between third and home. That was pretty funny. Those are good. Uh, favorite stadium is probably Fenway. Uh, a, it's just a neat ballpark. It's so small. You're right there in the action. And secondly, the, when we went out there to visit there, actually, the gentleman that's head of the grounds crew now was head of grounds crew at County Stadium at the old ballpark. And when we went there, he just happened to see us there in our Miller and our our brewer garb and he approached my wife and the next day we had a, the, our, the ball stadium to ourselves. 
The boys got to go in the dugouts. They got to run the field. They got to go into the Green Monster. They got to go in the bullpen. He just let them have the run on the field. So that was pretty special. I am crazy jealous. Are these the other two boys right here? No, we don't know them. No, you don't know them? <laughs> no, they know us. No, they're not ours. All Plymouth kids are ours. Oh, okay. All Plymouth kids are yours. You just listen? All right. Well, I just wanted to thank you guys so much for uh, joining me today. Any other last words about kind of Milwaukee baseball? Anything you think uh, we need to know about the Brewers uh, organization? The best part is the tailgating. you got to get here before the game. Yeah, that's what I'm here. I, I make sure I got here quite early. I'm going to do myself a little walk around the parking lot, but I'm excited to meet. Hardly anywhere else. Every place is closed. There's no tailgating, but everyone comes here three, four hours prior and starts. I'm looking forward to it. This has been, you guys got a nice little tailgate set up here. There's a lot of good food, a lot of good drinks. So uh, I'm looking forward to the game. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thanks. And we're back. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with the Steinhardt family. The, uh, the kids there were absolutely adorable. There was a, a group of them that had gathered around to listen to uh, my, my interview. And after the recorder went off, I ended up having a great little chat with some of the kids about their experiences at Miller Park and kind of um, how much fun it is to play at this Hellfire Park. Which, by the way, I didn't mention it in the interview there, but uh, there is a photo of it on my website at roundingthird.net. But Hellfire Park is actually maintained by the Milwaukee Brewers. So the grounds crew that is taking care of the field inside Miller Park is also taking care of the infield at uh, Hellfire Park. So it is most likely the, the best manicured Little League field on the planet. Those grounds are well taken care of. And I'm supremely jealous that these kids get to play um, at this beautiful, beautiful park in the shadow of Miller Park. But so after I, I chatted with these guys, I, I um, headed over to the tailgating area and just had an absolute blast, as I mentioned before. But the next thing I wanted to mention about Miller Park is the fact that, yes, they have a roof. And unlike my other episodes where I have you know, talked ad nauseum about how much I don't like roofs, they do a really good job of making sure that that thing is going to stay open as long as there's not a torrential, you know, downpour happening, that thing stays open. And when it's open, that stadium is absolutely gorgeous. But the windows down and the the airflow that comes in there, it is a really, um, you know, I believe that it was uh, Steve in the interview who, who called it a gem. And I agree with him. This is a nice little gem in the heart of Milwaukee. I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the brats here at um, Miller Park, but thank God that I had a $10 voucher because I more than likely would have spent way too much money on uh, these brats. They were absolutely fantastic. There are many different varieties. There are spicy ones. There's big ones. There's small ones. There's really anything that you want in a brat, you can get it here at Miller Park. And while I've had very good food throughout this entire summer, I think when it comes to hot dogs slash brats, it's not really much of a competition. I think Miller Park has everyone else beat by a landslide. Um, so, I mean, I still have several stadiums to go, but people of Milwaukee, don't worry. I'm pretty sure that when it comes to tailgating and the brats, you guys are going to be near the top of the list. If not number one, you will definitely be uh, top three, top five uh, when all is said and done. 
But now it's time for me to play the second interview that I did here at Miller Park with a gentleman that I met sitting in uh, uh, the TGI Fridays in left field. Actually, I had mentioned earlier the fans that I had run into in Miami, who are now in Milwaukee, are the ones that introduced me to Scott and his wife, Chris. Now, Scott used to be a vendor, actually, at the old Milwaukee County Stadium. So he was telling me a couple of stories about what it was like to uh, be a vendor and, and also what it was like to see Robin Yount play and um, before that, Hank Aaron uh, with the Braves. And you know what? I don't want to spoil it. Uh, I mentioned it at the end of the interview and um, uh, just you got to hear what he did for me. I'll explain a little bit more once uh, we come back. But this is a shorter one. This is about uh, three or four minutes. And actually, uh, in the middle of it, we got kicked out of where we were sitting because uh, for the TGI Fridays, you can sit there before the game. But uh, I believe it's something like an hour before first pitch. Those seats are now uh, reserved for people who, I guess, either have tickets for that area or um, have reserved uh, a table um, for the game. So you'll hear one of the ushers come and try to um, hustle us out of the way, which we were able to get one more question in before getting kicked out of the TGI Fridays. So hopefully you enjoyed this brief little interview, and I'll see you in a couple minutes. All right, so I'm now inside Miller Park, and I'm sitting here with Scott and his lovely wife, Chris. And I've actually just met my awesome friends from Miami, and it's just just a crazy day. But before I get to that, I want to just hear. So you were a beer vendor at uh, uh, at the old uh, um, um, County, like, Stadium. County Stadium, and uh, so you've been a Brewers fan, I'm assuming, pretty much your entire life, correct? Well, more than I've been a Brewers fan, you know, for I can remember when the Braves were here. I was, sure, of I was course. A fan. Uh, a Milwaukee baseball, we'll just say. Milwaukee baseball, Milwaukee Braves when Hank Aaron was here, sure. I've been a fan for a long time since, you know, when I was a little tight. Very cool. So now can you tell me, i got to hear some stories about you uh, being a vendor over there at the old stadium. Uh, you got any cool stories about that time? Well, a story that I can remember. First of all, I'd say uh, probably the reason you're talking to me tonight is because uh, I think uh, I've had an impact of baseball brings people together. And uh, for that reason, I'm really open and really thinking about my days as a beer vendor with the, with the Brewers when County Stadium was here. Uh, the flashback that I have and, and the thing that I think of first of all, because tonight is a celebration for Robin Young's 20th anniversary. That's why I'm here. And I notice you have one of his posters, which uh, tells you something. Uh, I recall the first thing that comes to my mind is being a beer vendor in the 80s and Robin Young's 3,000 hit, which might not sound like significant to a lot of people, but I was a beer vendor and you say, well, how does that matter? I remember taking off that night because I felt it was going to happen. It was against the Cleveland Indians, which they unfortunately ultimately lost the game but Robin Young got us 3,000 hit that night I was in the stands pretty good seats County Stadium nice night smoking a stogie <laughs> and it was history that is absolutely so I mean you had this feeling and you didn't want to be working that day you wanted to make sure you saw it as a fan that's beautiful I never really thought of it but the way you put it is absolutely correct I thought there was a feeling actually uh 
kind of funny speaking, I got heat from other beer vendors asking me why I was sitting in the stand smoking a cigar. But <laughs> I had a feeling, and it did happen that night. And well, I gotta I'll never say, forget it. Well, I gotta say, you know, one thing you said about bringing people together. So, I mean, I've been doing this too. I've been living on the road now for about two months. You know, I've been in a new city every 48 hours. And the most incredible thing to me is every single stadium that I'm at, every single stadium, there are people that I'm meeting, I'm making connections with, I'm becoming friends with. Like I said, these people I met a month and a half ago in Miami, and now here we are in Milwaukee. And, and, you know, I was walking down here at the Fridays that got here in the outfield here at Miller Park, and I hear someone scream Manish to me. I hear someone scream my name. I haven't heard someone scream my name in two months. Nobody knows who I am on this tour. But meeting these two fans in, in Miami and forming that connection, that's what baseball has done. Can you give us 30 more seconds? 30 seconds. 30 seconds. I promise. We'll be out of here in 30 seconds. Sorry about that. I got a sponsor. All right. So we just got time for one more quick story here. We're being kicked out of the seats here at Fridays. They got someone that one needs to sit here. So go ahead. Before we got interrupted, you gave me goosebumps. Because really that's all about. That's what it's all about. I'm, I'm having an experience tonight. I met the two most incredible people that I've met in a long time. Baseball park traveling. Acquiring a Boston strong hat. I've really never experienced anything like that. The kindness, the openness, and the willingness to be friends through baseball, as well as the person conducting and talking about this, seems to be the same way. I don't know what else to say. Thank you. Thank you so much. And also, just thought everybody know, you unbelievably graciously gave me $20 to continue this tour, which is something that, uh, thank you. I'm very grateful for that. So I appreciate it. Happy birthday, sir, and enjoy the game. And we're back. So if you uh, heard there at the end, I mentioned that Scott had given me twenty dollars, and I'm t this was this was completely unexpected and unbelievably generous and sweet and and just kind of him. But uh, as soon as he heard what I was doing, you know, as soon as the words 30 Stadium Tour came out of my mouth and I told him that I was traveling the country doing this, without hesitation, in, in one fluid motion, he reached into his pocket, pulled out his wallet, took out a 20 and just grabbed my hand and put it in, my, in the palm of my hand and refused to uh, uh, take it back. Um, he just said that he wanted to support what I was doing and that he, you know, uh, I, I could tell that he was very touched by by the fact that um, I guess I was fulfilling this lifelong dream of mine, and uh, I was following my passion. That, that it, we had really connected on a pretty deep level, um, just in that moment. Which Scott, you know, uh, once again, I, I thanked him profusely. Then it was it's not even about the money; it's more about the gesture and about you know the kindness that he that he showed me. Um, this is honestly probably one of the things I'm going to miss the most about doing this tour. I mean, I've been having a lot of fun going to the games. I've been having a lot of fun eating the food and, and driving across the country. It, it, it Honestly, it is it is the people that I'm going to miss the most of all. Um, meeting people from city to city and, and just connecting with these guys on, on a very real level um, is something that I've never fully experienced before. You know, I, I've I've met strangers at ball games before but but going and 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 being in a different environment every couple of days and having so much around me change and have so much around me be different the one constant has been 
the openness and the generosity and the kindness and just the the you know the wonderful people that I've met. So so thank you again, Scott, and and um, I hope you guys enjoyed our little conversation there. I could honestly talk about how much fun I had at this ballpark for another six hours, but in an effort to keep this this uh, uh, podcast at a manageable time for you guys to listen to, I'm going to go ahead and wrap things up now. I will, however, point you in the direction of roundingthird.net to my post about the Milwaukee Brewers if you'd like to hear more or see more about my trip to Milwaukee. Um, as always, please follow me at roundingthirdmj on Twitter. Uh, please, please, please send me your emails at roundingthirdpodcast at gmail.com. That's roundingthirdpodcast at gmail.com. I'm telling you, that's the one thing that keeps me connected to all of you guys is is the emails uh, that I've been getting. I've gotten, I mentioned the last podcast, but I've gotten some really, really sweet emails from some of you guys out there who've listened to the podcast. And I, I'm very, very, very grateful to have all of you as listeners and just to hear some of your thoughts. Uh, I like hearing some of the stuff that, that you disagree with me about as well, which uh, is always welcome. So once again, roundingthird.net's the website, at roundingthirdmj on Twitter. Roundingthirdpodcast at gmail.com is the email address. Uh, I got to thank Blake White for the intro and the outro music. The man is a musical genius. Icarus Ronan, you are forever my hero for teaching me how to use the internet. Thank you for helping me out with the website. Krishna Jane, as always, your work with the uh, photo editing is, is absolutely phenomenal. And I hope you guys are all enjoying the, uh, the pictures on the website. Thank all of you guys once again for listening. And uh, next up is going to be Wrigley Field. I, I'll be driving the long, arduous 90-mile trek to Chicago. And I'll be staying with my sister, which I'm excited about. Uh, I've got uh, my sister and my brother-in-law coming up that I'll be taking to a game, which hopefully that's going to be a story that you guys are all going to want to listen to. So I hope you'll all join me next time as I continue to round third, heading for home. Rounding third with Manish Jane.